Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora from inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Cafe Kubal on 3501 James Street, 324 West Water Street, and 401 South Salina Street in Syracuse, New York. Also on 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, New York, in the giant behemoth of a brown stripe building in their double-decker cafe. And on the corner of Route 11 and Taft Road at Sweetheart Corners in North Syracuse in their drive through location. Always happy to be on the recruiting trail, and it means the world to me to be able to speak with those young men and women trying to figure out what fits them best and being a part of their journey, not only before they choose the school and when they choose the school, but obviously after that and then beyond that as well. So I want to once again thank all of the wonderful men and women around the country that have given me the opportunity to share their story and outside of the country as well. And with that being said, we have a spotlight here in this conversation with Matt with Matt Shikitano here coming from Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania. And he has just announced his top three, and he will be taking official visits to each of those schools. So very happy that we have the opportunity to speak with him coming off of making that top three decision and going into visiting these institutions as he has decided on his final three to be Temple, Coastal Carolina, and Syracuse. And Temple and Coastal Carolina looking at Matt Chicatano for defensive line and Syracuse looking at putting him at tight end. So with that being said, let's bring Matt in. Matt, how you doing today? Hey, I'm, I'm doing absolutely great. Um, I'm excited to be on here, uh, talk about my future and everything. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing great. Great to be here. And, and Matt, you and I were talking off the air about this, how I actually know Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania, and I have a lot of respect for the Pennsylvania student-athletes. So what can, for people that don't know, what can you tell us about Mount Carmel and, and what you've taken away from the level of competition that you've had? Yeah, so uh, we play double-A. Uh, we're, we're a small town, but this town, it's a, it's a football town for sure. I mean, on Friday nights on these home games, pretty much everyone's showing up to watch us play. And uh, we have a we have a very deep tradition, football wise. We're actually the winningest uh, high school team in the entire state of Pennsylvania. So, definitely, football is a huge part uh, of this town. And I'm very uh, blessed and thankful to be born and raised here. And for you to play for the most successful, the winningest program in this, not in your area, but in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, that's that's an incredible. First and foremost, congratulations on being a part yeah, of that history. You. But just bring me into what, what that's like to put that jersey on for Mount Carmel and know that you are the winningest program in Pennsylvania in the entire state. Yeah, it's an incredible honor. And everybody who plays for, for us, all my teammates, my coaches, you know, we're all incredibly proud uh, to not only just play for Mount Carmel, but to uphold that tradition and the, that record for as long as we can. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just very thankful for the opportunity to, to to uphold our tradition and to advance it. And, you know, Matt, you're coming in, uh, incoming true freshman class of 2023. So you got another season to come up here, knowing that you are a part of the winningest program in the state of Pennsylvania and Mount Carmel, and to have one more ride. What are you most looking forward to with this final opportunity with Mount Carmel? Um, honestly, um, all eyes for us are on the state championship. So, we have we have a fantastic team coming up. Uh, all everyone is bought in, um, and uh, we're all just very optimistic for the season. Uh, and all, like I said, all of our eyes are on the state championship. So um, I'm looking forward to competing. 
uh, you know, and hopefully getting to that state championship uh, game. That's what I'm looking forward to. What is it about Mount Carmel that you think has brought out the best in you? The level of competition in practice, your coaching staff, who you go up against. What can you attribute to really bringing out who you are today? Well, honestly, all of that that you said, I have incredible teammates. Everyone's Everyone that I play with is bought in. They all bring their best out in practices. And we have an amazing coaching staff. Um, each of our coaches have some route in Mount Carmel, uh, whether they played for Mount Carmel or had someone that played for Mount Carmel. So great, great tradition. And uh, I would say the town, you know, everyone expects great things out of us, of course. And uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to, to bring the town something. You know, I feel like around here there's not much going on other than football. So our, our team's got to be good. We have, we have a lot of pressure on us, but, you know, we're all ready for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, Yes, that's all. Here with Matt Chicatano on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Matt, you're being looked at, like I said before, at defensive line as well as tight end. Do you have a preference? Um, I would say I don't have a preference. You know, I play I play two ways uh, for my team, defensive line and tight end, and I absolutely love both. Um, I'm definitely more of a blocker on at the tight end position. Because, you know, my team, we only pass the ball maybe like four or five times a game. So, you know, I like I like blocking people. It's it's almost like defense. You get to go out and <laughs> I guess you, you can you can pancake kids, you know, be dominant as a blocker as well as defensive line. So, you know, I love uh, I love playing both positions. And, and for you, knowing that your top three has come down to schools that are looking at you on offense – as well as on defense, so you have options within this. Bring me into how you cut down your list to three and how difficult it was to go through that process. Yeah, so I would say I cut my list down to three based off of the level of play. And I, I, it's, it's a mix of a lot of things, but I would say level of play, location, and just how much love the coaches have showed me and the communication between me and the coaches. Were there any teams that were hard to not have in this top three? Any any schools that you really were like right there, were like maybe three and a half or right there at number four that you thought were really difficult to not put in the top three? Absolutely. Um, I, would, I would say the most is probably Buffalo. Uh, they were the second team to offer me. I've been up there twice um, and I had great communication with the coaches, but yeah, I didn't include them in the top three. Um, they they provided me with a great opportunity, but personally, and after talking with my parents about it for a long time, I didn't include them in the list just because I feel like these three opportunities, you know, hold a better future for me, and you know, I think they're just a better opportunity in general for me. So, let's break them down individually. Why do you think Temple provides such a good opportunity for you? Um, so both my parents went to Temple, and my brother went to Temple, so. Uh, my family has roots with them. They're about two, maybe two and a half hours away, so they're very close. Um, I've been to uh, one or two Temple games when I was younger when I would go visit my brother who went there. Um, and the coaches, I talk with them every day. I love the coaches. So, you know, I'm very excited to, to go up and visit and see what they're all about. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, 
so far Temple has is is great for me. Uh, I just yeah, I gotta say about that. And you talk about the family ties to Temple. Does yeah. that make it difficult to? say no to I mean obviously they're in your top three you could very well say yes but where does that all when your mom and your dad and your brother all went there do you feel the pressure of that do you feel like it's because it's such a family thing that it just makes more sense where does that stack up when you look at the other two schools yeah I don't get any pressure from my family to go anywhere they're very you know they're very good with that um and even if they're not saying anything, I don't feel any pressure to have to go there just because they went there. I would just say mainly because they're very positive and, and they, they're proud of all the monitors of Temple. So I hear great things about their school all the time. So um, I would definitely say uh, that's all I have to say about that. You know, I, I have no pressure to go anywhere. It's just the things I hear from my family all the time just makes Temple seem like a really good school for me. And you're going on an official visit to Temple uh, June 15th to the 17th is your time period that you're going to be going out there. What are you most excited about and how much do you know about Temple going into it? Besides what your family's told you, how much research have you done? How comfortable are you? And, and just what you could tell me about the official visit. So I would say the most excited I am for the visit is actually getting to meet the coaches in person. Um, definitely, of course, seeing the facilities, what they have to offer me academically, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and then I would say, sorry, what was the other part of the question? Just, you know, about going on this official visit to Temple, what, what you're, I mean, you talked about what you're most looking forward to and, and what it means to you, but, you know, overall, maybe what you knew about them going into it, if you had done any research on Temple. Yeah, so you know, I do I do a good amount of research for every school. Um, you know, they had, they got a new head coach, uh, running back coach from Texas, Coach Drayton. I'm very excited to meet him. Uh, I think most of their staffs is very new, if not all of them. So I know that um, haven't particularly been successful uh, the past couple of years in our conference, but everything looks looks up. They're getting some good recruits, so. And they, and they have this. They have the support system, and they're one of the only big uh, football schools in the in the entire city of Philadelphia. So that's very exciting. Uh, so yeah, I'm very very excited to to go see what they're all about. Does not having recent success in football play a factor in the school that you'll choose? It does. It does play a little bit uh, of a factor, but the one thing that you know kind of counter that is, you know, when I go meet the coaches, you know kind of just trying to just get a good feel about you know where they at of course every time a, a coach comes to a, a program they're going to say you know they're going to change a program around but I feel like when you meet a coach talk to them about their their plans for the program you can kind of get a better feel for it and kind of get a good feel of how how they really can help change a program and, and what the future looks like for them. We shift to Coastal Carolina, and you talk about you know Temple not having recent success in in football. Coastal Carolina is the opposite of that. Coastal Carolina has gotten into the college football playoff rankings in the top twenty five in the nation of one hundred and thirty plus football schools in Division One AFBS. They've made it in the top twenty five. They made it to strong bowl games. They've gotten double digit victories. They're coming off of a twenty twenty one season 
where they were 11 and 2 and won their tail greeter cure bowl game against Northern Illinois. So Coastal Carolina has the success. They have the recent success. They are leading the Sun Belt. They may even be, you know, helping entice some institutions in realignment to join the Sun Belt and be a part of that with them. So what can you say about Coastal Carolina, a team that has had a lot of success? Yeah, um, absolutely. um, They've been very successful, and they're only trending upwards. They have a great coaching staff. Again, you know, going up there, I'm very excited to meet them all. And, uh, you know, uh, I would say that for them, I would say their location, obviously, beautiful. They're on Myrtle Beach. They have a very good program. They've only been a – I've talked to one of their coaches. They've only been a, a Division One program for four years. So for them to really – or the FBS promotes, I should say. But for them to really turn it, like, turn it upwards just like that, you know, I, can, I can't wait to see what the future holds for them. So You talk about yeah. the location here with Matt Shikitano of the incoming 2023 class at tight end and defensive line here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as we join him on the recruiting trail here inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. You talk about location of Coastal Carolina. I got a friend of mine, Dan Frasina, who went to Coastal Carolina, and all I hear is positive. All I hear is beautiful. I've been out to the Carolinas before, North and South Carolina, and I know that, you know, there's, there's some really, really fantastic areas. So, how much does that play into it that if you go to Coastal Carolina, you'll be by a beach and that'll be a very different experience than Temple in Syracuse? Um, yeah, so personally, I've never like visited in the Carolinas, specifically Myrtle Beach. But yeah, Coastal, their, mo- their motto is ball at the beach. So it'd be, uh, it's, it'd be an amazing opportunity to be able to play football down there so close to to the beach and just an amazing location in general and in terms of a difference between Syracuse and Temple you know I, I like I like the city I've been in this in in multiple cities before so it wouldn't be too it would be nice to play uh, in Philly and in Syracuse I've been I haven't been in Philly in a while but in Syracuse I've never been to but uh it's definitely different you know uh compared to those two uh locations but I wish I would say it does play a little bit of a factor, um, but it's it's really hard to say until I and until I go see it for myself. But that's that's all I have to say about that as of now. Their record is twenty two and three in the last two seasons. Your thoughts on that? I mean, you said it yourself, twenty two and three. That's and the entire nation that that has to be up there with with the best, um, and. Like I said, they're only trending upwards. They've they've been a Division One FBS program for four years, um, so that's incredible. They can they can do amazing amazing things in the future. Um, and I talked with their defensive line coach. I talked with their head coach, um, but I just really want to get down there and meet them and and kind of get a feel of you know what their future holds. Yeah. And right after you go to Temple on your official visit, speaking here with Matt Shikitano. You will see Temple the 15th to the 17th, and then from the 17th to the 19th, you'll be in Coastal Carolina. So you're going from one right to the other. Like you said, yeah. you want to you meet the coaching staff. You want to be around them. You want to see what it's all about. You want to see the atmosphere and whatnot. 
What are your thoughts on the fact that, you know, you're having this back-to-back official visit and that you'll be in Philadelphia and then literally leave Philadelphia and go straight down to Myrtle Beach? Yeah, um, it's it's definitely, um, it was definitely interesting when I, when I had the opportunity to go back-to-back, but um, I'm actually very, very excited for it. Um, you get to go see one incredible program, um, and then you get to see a, a different program, incredible program, of course, um, and they're honestly, they're two opposites of each other in terms of, you know, location, um, where they're at, coaching staff. So two different places, two places that I absolutely love so far. And uh, I'm very excited to see both of them and back to back, of course. Uh, it doesn't bother me that they're back to back. So I'm still very excited for both. And then your third here in your official visits, you chose Syracuse. And coming up to upstate New York, bring me into why Syracuse has made the top three. I would say, one, of course, you know, I feel like it's a no-brainer because, you know, they play in the ACC, um, highest level of competition. Uh, you know, they had a really good season a few years back. And, you know, I feel like they can definitely turn around uh, 100% or else they wouldn't be in the top three. But I feel like they can definitely turn around and, become another top program in the ACC. So um, I'm very optimistic. Like I said, it's another one of those things where you got to go talk to the coaches, get a good feel about where they're at with their future uh, before I make my decision. But I'm very excited to go up there. And you said, you know, obviously they, they'd be looking to turn things around and whatnot. What, what do you, how much research have you done on, on Syracuse? And do you feel like they're improving anywhere? Um, so... I've done some research, yeah. Uh, they got a new offensive coordinator, uh, Coach N.A., I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he has some success in Virginia. So, you know, they definitely have a, they have some new coaches. They, they still have the same head coach, uh, Coach Babbers. Um, but they, he has a new support uh, group, uh, if you want to say that. So, you know, they definitely have an opportunity with new coaches, uh, some new players to get where they are get where they need to be um so yeah like i said i just got to meet them and see what, uh, what kind of feeling i get from them yeah you know and, and how much do you know from the coaching staff who have you built a relationship with at syracuse up to this point yeah i would say basically just uh the defensive line coach but he just recruits this area his uh coach i'm not sure how you pronounce that i'm pretty sure it's a cuff a-C-H-U-F-F, Chris Acuff, Achuff, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but yeah, he came up to my school uh, for a day, I saw him, talked with him, and uh, I've been talking with him almost every day since then, so. And and for you to have that connection, is who, who of these three schools of Coastal Carolina, Syracuse, Temple, who's been keeping in touch with you the most? Who do you think is most devout in making sure that they're consistent with you? I would say Temple, definitely. Uh, I talk with their tight end special teams coach um, like pretty much every single day. He sends me a text, sees how I'm doing. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. Um, I've gotten FaceTime with their head coach, with a defensive coordinator a few days ago. Um, so I would say Temple, definitely. So you feel like Temple has, has done that. And where are Syracuse at Coastal Carolina? Do you feel like they're close or do you hear more from one of those two? 
I would say I talk with Coastal and, and Syracuse a good bit. Like, you know, maybe like uh, a few times a week, they okay. check up on me. Uh, we talk a little bit about things. Um, but yeah, I would say Temple, they talk to me every day. So uh, yeah, that's a lot to say about that. So you're coming up to Syracuse. How much do you know about Central New York? I know some people, they see Syracuse and they think New York City. We are four hours away from New York City, right in the center of the state. It's my hometown and where I have grown up and where I where I started my business. So how much do you know about the actual area? And will this be your first time to Central New York? Yeah, it'll definitely be my first time to Central New York. And um, I, don't, I don't know too much about it. I have a... One of my good uh, friends, he's up in college at Utica. Okay. I'm not sure. sure. How close is Utica to Syracuse? Utica is about an hour. Yeah, he told me he's been to Syracuse and he loved it, just the area. He knows it's a a great school. Um, But, yeah, I've never been there. And uh, I haven't done too much research about the area. But I do know just from, you know, my friend telling me and, you know, a little bit of research. I know it's just generally a really nice area and they have a really good school. And so you're heading out there on June 24th. You have a little bit of a, a break after you go back-to-back Temple and, and Coastal Carolina. What made you want to have a little bit of spacing in between, and, and what do you think about uh, Syracuse being your final official visit there? I would say, you know, I was just talking with the coaches, and um, he just that's just the day he gave me, so I didn't really make like a choice whether it would be Later, I'm sure if I wanted to uh, visit sooner, I probably. Could. But you know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really see the need to. A nice little, a little break would be nice. Can I get lots in the first two schools down before I make my final visit? Is there a chance that within these visits you could make a decision right then and there, and that could be it? That you know you could visit a school and say all right, you know what, I know this, or are you definitely, no matter what, going to at least visit all three of these schools before you make a decision? Yeah, 100%. Even if I, I like, even if I have an amazing visit and I just love everything about it for the first two, and, you know, I, I just, I'm like, you know what, I'll probably go here. I'm, I'm still going to give the other schools a chance, you know, not for myself, because you never know. You can always have a better visit and all, so... Uh, I would say definitely 100%. I'm going to take all three visits. And and for you to now be at this place where you have your top three, when would you like to make your decision? Ideally, when would you like to make a choice? I would say probably sometime. I want to, I want to make a decision kind of as soon as possible, but I also want to give myself a little bit of patience because when, when I make my decision, it will take some pressure off me. Uh, I mean, as far as recruiting goes. I would say maybe early July, you know, have some time to think after all my visits and then make my decision. Matt Chicatano here with us. Do you mind the fact that two Temple and Coastal Carolina are looking at D-line and Syracuse is looking at tight end? I mean, you could get in any one of these schools and they could flip it in the other direction, but does it matter to you which the, the fact that two are looking at defense and one's looking at offense? Um, Honestly, not really because – I don't really have to change anything, you know, in terms of how I play in high school, you know, especially my weight or anything like that. You know, I'm 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 good on that. Uh, so when I go to these schools, they'll get me where I need to be weight wise. You know, they'll teach me the skills I need to learn, 
And like I said, I have no problem playing either position. I absolutely love playing either position. Um, so I don't really think that factors too much in my recruitment, like who I choose. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I, the position won't really affect anything because I love to play both sides of the ball. Prior to your official visits coming up, are all three of these schools, Temple, Coastal Carolina, and Syracuse, even, or has anybody taken a lead in your mind? I would say they're all even, just because of the fact that I haven't really gotten to see each place and meet each coach personally. So, you know, I feel like you could, you know, you could talk to to coaches over the phone and all, but until I really get to meet them in person, it's you know, and see everything for myself, it's kind of hard to give a lean to one school over the other. And before we wrap up here, Matt, uh, your thoughts on your play on the defensive line as well as at tight end, what do you think are your best attributes at both positions, and what are the areas that you're working on the most at both? Yeah, so starting with tight end, I played offensive line my whole life, uh, and until last year I switched to tight end. I would say, in terms of that, I would say blocking is is a great strength. Um, I le- I'm really good at pulling, just straight up base blocking, reach blocking, any kind of blocking, kind of have the technique and instinct done just from doing that my whole life. Um, and what I would say I need to work on just from doing it for one year, you know, anything involving in route running, you know, uh, ball skills, uh, maybe, you know, even, even I would say IQ in the passing game as a tight end would definitely – be things I would need to sharpen up on. Um, and then defensive line, I would say my strengths would be, honestly, like my strength. I have really good strength. Uh, my size, my speed, I feel like, you know, I make plays in the backfield a lot, which is, you know, important. Uh, you know, in the run game, I'm pretty good. I, I take up a lot of blockers a lot of the times in these games, getting double and triple teamed. But things that I could work on, I would say, you know, you can always work on your pass rush game, Um, you know, working on moves and all, not relying on my strength because that's something that you definitely can't rely on as much in the next level, just, you know, brute strength and pushing through guys. Got to work on pass rush moves. Um, And then, you know, again, I would say just IQ. You can always work on your IQ, Uh, you know, getting in, knowing situations, uh, what you got to do, like pass rushing and, Run block or uh, in the run game, that all ties together. Offense and defense, you know, with, with experience. So that's what I would say about that. That coming here from Matt Chicatano on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Final part of the broadcast, we do something on the show, Matt, called Rapid Fire. It gives us an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better, and it lets uh, me, it lets uh, the script get flipped on me. So you can ask me any three questions in the world, sports or not and I have to answer them, and I get to ask you three back. So you get to put me on the hot seat, and I get to return the favor. Any three questions in the world, and I'm going to let you ask me first. All right, sounds good. Uh, first question, favorite uh, professional sports team? Of what sport? Like any sport. Like you have a preferred sport that you just love watching? Um, I would say if I had to choose the two teams that I probably watch the most and I'm most connected to – it would be my NBA team, which are the Toronto Raptors, and my football team, the NFL team, which are the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Um, 
Let me see. What has been? What's? Uh, so you're you're a huge Syracuse fan, of course. What's like uh, the moment? Like, how long have you been a Syracuse fan for? Uh, before I ask my question, uh, I have. I grew up. I was born and raised in Syracuse, and my I, there's a picture of me one years old that my dad and mom put a SU sweatshirt on me. So I have been connected to Syracuse my whole life. And I've, in 18 plus years of broadcasting, I've always covered them in some way, shape, or form. So it's a pre- my whole life I've been connected. I mean, listen, I, I'm connected to the heartbeat of the city, and the heartbeat of the city, I'd like to think, is connected to me. So I'm 36, so I'd say 36 years. Okay, awesome. So my question going off that would be, what has been your most like memorable moment of being a Syracuse fan? Most memorable moment, uh, 2003. Syracuse winning the national championship in basketball. Football-wise, my most memorable moment, I would have to say uh, Donovan McNabb. I went to a game, and he faked that he had thrown the ball, and everybody bit on it. And what he did was he faked the pass, and he had the football at his hip. And Kevin Johnson and, and Donovan and Kevin both played in the NFL. And Kevin Johnson was my favorite wide receiver growing up. And he took the ball, one of my favorites, and he he was on the right hand, a right side of Donovan McNabb. Everybody ran a deep route except for him. Everyone's down the field. They're like 20, 30 yards down the field, and they're like, where the hell is the ball? And Kevin came around and took it off the hip of Donovan and then ran it up the field. I was at that game with my dad. One of the craziest moments for me. And then I would also say I, I love covering Eric Dungy, love my relationship with Eric, with his family. God bless his dad in heaven, and that we got to uh, do something special before his dad passed away. So, uh, Dungy, when I asked him the first question of the press conference at their last bowl game, the Camping World Bowl, that provoked him to cry, when I said not just about this moment, but believing in yourself and all the naysayers and all the negativity and the injuries and everything you've been through and all the adversity, what does this moment mean to you? And that moment where he got really emotional and talked about how it means everything. I would say of my professional career, that moment, I would say as a fan growing up, the Donovan McNabb, Kevin Johnson moment. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. So I got one more question. Yeah. What's your favorite place to eat in Syracuse? Oh, that's a fantastic question. I work with a lot of great businesses. Um, I will tell you that I love, I love the food at Cafe Kubal. Avacoli's, Wildcat Sports Pub, um, of all the places that I have the opportunity to work with, obviously uh, I work with Chick-fil-A, Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, and I love the food at both of the Chick-fil-A's. So uh, Pizza Man, I want to make sure I didn't leave uh, anybody out here. So everybody's food is is good. Mother's Cupboard, of course, their breakfasts are fantastic. PB&J's Lunchbox and Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, Carvel DeWitt. Um, I love them all, and I, you know, if I had to pick a place that maybe I don't, I haven't worked with yet, which is what I'll do here, um, to pick a to pick a place that we're not partnered with yet, I would have to say I love the food at. Jesus is tough. I would have to. Oh man. I feel like, you know what, they're out in Alex Bay. It's called Foxy's, and yeah. I really love it out there. It's right on the water. You can literally pull your boat up to the dock and eat 
right there at the restaurant. So I'd probably pick Foxy's as one of the places because I just, you know, they're local and the food's great and I love the experience there. So I would, I would say them. I would say them. I like Limp Lizard's food as well. Their barbecue is great. Their jalapeno cornbread is awesome. I love their brisket. So I would say Limp Lizard's another one that I really, really love uh, their food. So that's a couple places. Awesome. I'll have, to, I'll have to give some of those a try on them up there. Absolutely. You definitely got to go to Mother's Cupboard and get anything breakfast related. And really anything that they have on the menu because their lunch is great too. But I am a big fan of the ham, ham, broccoli, and cheese omelet. And then I, because part of me was born in the South in my mind, I don't think anybody does chicken and waffles right in upstate New York. And you can order my personal chicken and waffles at Mother's Cupboard and they're fantastic we spent four different times sitting down the owner and i pete green creating the sauce to make sure that it was perfect as perfect as we could get it so if you want to have some real chicken and waffles go to mother's cupboard for that all right i'll I'll tell my parents about that uh that sounds awesome i'll definitely try to give it a try so my three for you we're going to stick with food in the first one you can pick three meal or you can pick one breakfast one lunch and one dinner and you can have anything so you can have like multiple things for it but if you had one meal for breakfast one meal for lunch and one meal for dinner for the rest of your life what could you eat every day for breakfast lunch and dinner that's a great question uh so breakfast i would say hmm, to be honest just regular scrambled eggs bacon toast with jelly and a glass of orange juice okay when i eat that i know that's just a simple thing i like to eat for breakfast and I love it. So, um, and then I'd say lunch. Lunch. That's a hard one. I would say probably one thing I got to keep in the things I eat every day for the rest of my life: Chipotle. You know, a good Chipotle burrito. Okay. You know, uh, to go in the specifics: steak, uh, white rice, uh, you know, lettuce, guacamole, uh, mild salsa. You know, just something like that. Uh, and then for my, for my dinner, huh, for dinner, I would say specifically the spaghetti and meatballs that my grandmother makes. It can't be any other spaghetti and meatballs. It has to be the one that she makes. Uh, let me see what else. Yeah. She also makes chicken cutlets with that. So I would say that from, for my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner, that to eat for the rest of my life, I'd be pretty happy with those three. Italian spaghetti, like an Italian person making spaghetti meatballs and chicken cutlets that like you said chicken cutlets and everything inside of me perked up. Like if, if you she make, she makes the sauce, she makes sauce, homemade sauce. She, she lets the meatballs soak in the sauce. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And uh, I, I had to include that because that the, every, every time I go over there, every Sunday, that's what I look forward to the most is that meal right there. Sunday sauce, you're a true Italian. So, <laughs> second question for you. Favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory? Honestly, one thing that sticks out when I was about maybe, I think I was eight or nine, it was, so we have a rival, a high school rivalry. Okay. Shemokin, uh, and we played them in a game, the last regular season of the of of the the last game of the regular season every year, it's called a coal bucket game. 
and we've beaten them 25 years in a row. But when my brother played on a team when I was eight or nine, I, we were losing. They, we had the ball with about 30 seconds left on their 10-yard line, and it was fourth down, and we were losing by uh, we were losing by six points. And they all went, it was third down, and they stopped us. And they all their whole entire crowd started coming down. They were about to run on the field. They were all excited, but we threw a, we threw a touchdown uh, on fourth down, so we tie them, and then we kicked the field goal to win the game. And then it was just a great memory to see everybody on the other sideline <laughs> just walk <laughs> right out of the stadium as everyone on our our sideline just run out on the field. That was that was a great memory for me. So when somebody thinks the game is over, it is only, sometimes it is never over. Until it's over, right? It's never over. So. Absolutely, yeah. They all thought it was over because we were on the 10-yard line and they stopped us three plays in a row and they were all getting excited and thinking they were going to stop us again. But, yeah, it, it was an awesome memory. I just remember, you know, <laughs> running right out on that field. And and that's, I mean, and that I mean to me, that's like, that's a top 10 worthy moment. So, Absolutely. Really awesome, and I love that. And it also shows you never give up. Yeah. What sure. is, final question for you, Matt? Favorite besides the food? Favorite thing about being Italian? Ooh, favorite thing about being Italian. That's a good question. Besides the food, that's a really good question. Hmm. I would say, honestly, everyone around here, around the cold regions, is mostly Italian. But I would say just my blood being Italian, you know, my grandparents, you know, my, my dad, they're, they're very tough people. And I feel like being Italian, you know, has, has, a good, has a good deal with that. So, you know, they always told me and, and taught me how to, be, how to be a good person, how to be strong in life, never give up, like you said. Uh, and I honestly do feel like it ties into being an Italian because – you know, honestly, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I just really do feel like that. Uh, my grandfather, he has really, he has his real deep roots. You know, being an Italian, uh, his his father was from Italy, so he came here, started you know his family here. Uh, so that's I, I would say that just just having a just I love being Italian. You know, my family. Uh, especially my, my grandfather and my, and my dad really taught me how to be a tough, tough person. Uh, and it really helped me in life. If you can make it in an Italian family, you can make it anywhere. Exactly. That, that's a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> what I was saying once. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's the truth. Matt Shikitano here with us on wake up call with Dan Tortora inside of the cafe Kubal studios, hailing from Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania, the winningest program in the state of Pennsylvania and the incoming freshman class of 2023 for college football. He's narrowed it down to three, and he will be going on official visits June 15th to the 17th to Temple, June 17th to the 19th to Coastal Carolina, and June 24th to Syracuse University. Matt, it has been my pleasure to have you, and as I told you off the air, I would love to continue your journey, and as you go on these visits, and when it comes time to make the decision, I would love to be able to be a part of these moments with you if you'll have me and always look forward to having you back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was fantastic talking with you. You know, you had some really good questions, you know, made me think a little bit. So, you know, I would definitely stay in touch with you with my, my future, how these visits go and all that. So thank you again for having me.